faith, hope, and love abide. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is what and who you are. Love is your deepest essence, a wellspring inside of you welling up into limitless life. The path of conscious love is a relationship calling forth who you really are. Welcome to Coalesce, a series of honest, inclusive, and contemplative reflections. Living in relational wholeness, we enter our. We pray Coalesce will enrich and deepen your experience along the path of conscious love. Good day, good people. This is episode 72, Letting God Love You. I'm Reverend Robert Farrell, and no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. Each week we share in contemplative reflection as an opportunity to listen from your heart. A contemplative gathering differs from other spiritual gatherings and how we are present, and how we listen. To listen from the heart is to listen with a sustained receptivity to a beauty not yet thought about. It is listening with a contemplative state of attentiveness. Contemplation isn't about mastering what I am saying. It goes beyond intellect. It is about being mastered by what mastered what I'm saying. You see, we often rush too soon to the conclusions trying to figure things out and analyze it. And we don't rest long enough in that sustained humility of allowing ourselves to be interiorly accessed by that beauty not yet thought about. So for this time together, let go and enter into a deeper silence. Open up and embrace questions in grace. Just as Psalm 42 says, deep calls to deep. Let the holy waves pass over you. So let's settle into this path of conscious love, finding you a comfortable position taking a few deep breaths, and let's begin by getting grounded in our contemplative state of sustained receptivity with a grounding exercise, about two minutes long. For many of us, this moment feels chaotic and terribly stressful. Join us for a few moments to turn inward and connect to your innermost you. Gently close your eyes and feel the gentleness of breath. 
inside your body as you repeat these words. My deepest me is love. My deepest me is whole. My deepest me is limitless. My deepest me is infinite. My deepest me is compassion. My deepest me is sacred. My deepest me is mystery. My deepest me is forgiveness. My deepest me is beauty. My deepest me is God. My deepest me has knowledge to give. I open my heart and listen. Tonight's reflection, letting God love you, begins with my gratitude for wisdom teachers Robertson Davies, Thomas Merton, and Richard Rohr. Do we need and how do we get new wine and new wineskins? There are two major tasks for each human life. First, you build a strong container or identity. Second, find the contents for that container. We all try to do what seems like the task that life first hands us. Establishing an identity, a home, relationship, friends, community, security, etc. It takes much longer, though, to discover the task within the task. What we are really doing when we are doing what we are doing. Begin by paying attention and to seeking integrity precisely in the task within the task. Then we begin to move to the second half of our own lives. During the first half of life, we invest so much. We often cannot imagine there is a second task or that anything more could be expected of us. Just as Luke 5.39 says, the old wineskins are good enough. If we do not get some new wineskins, the wine and the wineskin will both be lost, Luke 5.37. The con our container itself has to stretch, die, or even be replaced with something better. And is it true, I believe it is, that we develop in the shadow lands? At some point along the journey, if you're honest and open, you will realize there's more to life. If you are letting life happen to you, 
you will be led to the dark wood where you have to ask, what does it all mean? Why am I doing this? Why don't I feel fully alive or that my life has meaning? What am I doing wrong? It is only by a foundational trust in the midst of suffering, some ability to bear darkness and uncertainty, and learning to be comfortable with paradox and mystery that you move from the first half of life to the second half. One always learns one's mystery at the price of one's innocence. One always learns one's mystery at the price of one's innocence. If you don't have at least one good friend, or if you have not developed a prayer life, you will simply retrench and reassert your correctness. Human life only develops in the shadow lands, never inside of pure light or total darkness. And this is why Jesus says in several places, Luke 7 and 18, By faith you will be saved. And your faith is that you know she will always be with you. Can we learn to trust the downward process? 
Yahweh is both your sanctuary and your stumbling stone, according to Isaiah 8.14. And most of us experience God as love, security, and the foundational rock that holds everything. That's normally our first experience of God. And often that very rock seems to get in your way and you stumble over what once sustained you. This is the paradox of the full God encounter. God is a trap that will also snare you. Isaiah 8.14 says it's a snare to save you. A rock to bring you down into a larger freedom. And until you can trust the downward process, the great mystery cannot fully overtake you. Almost all spirituality teaches you the secret of dying before you die. That's the whole gospel in a nutshell. And none of us can engineer it. We simply wait and watch and surrender to it. You can't keep making life a question of what you're doing, your moral proficiency and perfection. The law, the performance principle, that game has to fall apart. It has to or it will kill you. As Romans 7 and Galatians 3 say, the law leads to death. Many people believe that by doing good things or going to church, you're going to somehow attain worthiness or acceptance from God. One of the only ways God can get us to let go of our private salvation project is some kind of suffering. And this is why historically Christians hang the cross in our churches and why Christians say we're saved by the cross. The only path towards your larger and true self where you don't need to prove yourself to God anymore it's all mercy within mercy within mercy. It's not what you do for God. It's what God has done for you. You switch from trying to love God to just letting God love you. Just letting God love you. And it's at that point you fall in love with God whatever name you use for God. And anyone who is still afraid is still imperfect in the ways of love, according to 1 John 4. So may we always be ready for love.
Do you know your deepest self? In Romans 9, it says the only thing that counts is not what human beings want to try to do, but the mercy of God. You see, we have to do it wrong before you know what right might be. You start to understand that life is not only about doing, it's about being. And sometimes we cry and cry and say, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. Pray with me. Please, please pray with me. The wisdom only comes later. When you've learned to listen to the different voices that guide you in the second half of life. These deeper voices will sound like risk and trust and surrender uncommon sense, destiny, love. They will be the voices of an intimate stranger, a voice that's from somewhere else, and yet it's my deepest self at the same time. And what is it that gives glory to God? When you can include and integrate the common sense lessons of the first half of life, you have moved to the second. Include and transcend. We never throw out the baby with the bathwater. And people who know how to creatively break the rules also know why the rules are there in the first place. You see... Jesus doesn't throw out the law. He just goes further with it. It's never either-or thinking. The law was our babysitter until the Christ came, and then we could be legitimated by faith, Paul writes in Galatians 3. The purpose of the law is to make us struggle with it long enough so that we can find its real purpose. It's real purpose. It's in the struggle that we learn. The point is to bring awareness to the struggle, to let it teach you, and to let it lead you to a new place. Once your life has become a constant communion, 
life itself becomes a constant, intentional, and loving prayer. Your conscious and loving existence gives glory to God. So as we draw to the end of tonight's reflection, let us take a moment to connect with letting God love you. Just sit with your eyes closed and your hands on your heart and rest in the silence, just letting God love you. Be still for one minute. Continuing in the silence for the next couple of minutes, you're invited to reflect on your experience. Nothing to think about. You don't have to figure anything out. Remember, as deep calls unto deep, just be present and open to awe, wonder, and grace. And reflect on what you heard tonight with your heart. your head out of it and just see what arises in the narrow gate of your heart. Perhaps there's one word or one feeling or maybe one tiny, tiny short phrase that's becoming a mantra for you in this moment. And if you feel so moved, you can share that in the chat section and we as a community will wrap it in love and hold it in prayer. And Benita, we wrap you in prayer and love, hold you tenderly. Thank you for sharing.
Each week we offer you a spiritual practice to help support you on your spiritual path. And this week, the spiritual practice is drawing empty space. And the guidelines are on the Contemplative Inner Being website, and I'll put that link into the chat section for you. And I'll take just a moment to go over those guidelines with you. I'm just going to pause here. There is a, a little bit of a delay. So before I do the guidelines, I, I want to acknowledge the deep good feelings that can come up. And Satnam, which is a Sanskrit word for true identity. And we wrap Ida and Flip and Benita in our prayers and hold you in love. And our practice tonight, drawing empty space, it's difficult to see what is not yet manifest, to imagine there may be more to life when we're stuck in the first half of life with its concrete, dualistic view of reality. Yet we can learn to see differently, to be present, to being, to being. This simple practice shifts our usual way of literal seeing and invites an inner change in how we view ourselves, the world, and the divine. So... As I review these, you can just listen, but later you'll want a piece of paper and a pencil. And sitting at a table or desk with a pencil and a piece of blank paper, unlined paper, look at a nearby object. Turn your attention to the empty or negative space around the object. Rather than focus on the object's contours, Look at the lines and curves of the space butting up against the object, the places in between and around the object itself. Then breathe deeply and begin to draw these nooks and crannies of air and emptiness. Keep your focus on the negative space as you draw. You might draw all of the spaces around the object or spend just a few moments drawing. When your pencil comes to a stop, observe the form and detail of the nothingness you've drawn. Know that your true self, your Satnam, though perhaps less visible than ego and persona, is spacious and objective. Let your inner witness quietly observe the negative space within yourself. Then simply rest in this abundant emptiness full of presence. Hmm. 
We'll conclude our session tonight with a blessing and a song. And, of course, my gratitude for each of you being here and being present, whether you're here for the live session or the recorded session. My gratitude for all of you. May we see with the eyes of our heart. May we love one another with joy and compassion. May all beings come to know the divine presence within. And may your days and week to come be traveled on the path of conscious love. Peace to all, light to all, love to all. Sat Nam, Amen. Today's music was by Jay Jagdish, India R.E., and Paul Isaac. Have a beautiful evening. Enjoy our closing song. How many lifetimes have I spent searching For something that can't be explained For something that can't be tamed Searching for someone to show me the way Tell me that it's okay To work through my suffering So I look within, I find myself anew And let this light shine through In everything that I do if darkness should fall, I'll call upon this light. Remember that my heart was touched when I felt the Shakti rise. And I'm looking to the eyes of, the eyes of love. Looking to the eyes of, the eyes of love. Look into the eyes of, the eyes of love I Look into the eyes of, the eyes of love My heart is open and there is more to come More less to this mind More work to be done Masks I wear are slowly peeling off Cause there's no need to hide From this truth inside A seed's been planted and this tree will grow And the fruits that I sow Will surely feed the soul So my friend, I am done waiting Yes, I'm here now And I surrender As I look into the eyes of The eyes of love Look into the eyes of The eyes of love Look into the 
eyes of the eyes of love I look into the eyes of the eyes of love I look in through the eyes of the eyes of love and now I'm looking through the eyes of the eyes of love I'm looking through is created, quilted, and shared in a gentle embrace. Our thanks to Rev. Robert Farrell for giving his voice to the path of conscious love. You are me and I am you. Isn't it obvious that we enter our? We pray coalesce, enriches, and deepens your experience.